Bienvenidos and welcome to the Luna Magic podcast. Luna Magic is a global multicultural beauty brand inspired by the rich cultures of the Caribbean and Latin America, the hustle and bustle of New York City, and the glamour of Los Angeles. In our podcast series, we will shed light on the behind the scenes of building a business, the community that supports us, the stories of others, and a few things we've learned along the way to win big. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast show, Rebecca Story, uh, the founder of Bloomy, a sexologist-led wellness destination that provides inclusive sexual education and intimate health essentials for all bodies. What an amazing work. Um, it also so happens as Rebecca is my Stanford L-Band sister. We just completed a program together and we immediately bonded over so many wonderful things. Um, and we, I can't wait to deep dive with Rebecca. Rebecca is also a nationally respected sexologist and intimate product developer with a master's in sexual wellness from UC Berkeley, beauty and brains. Hola, Rebecca. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be doing this with you, Mabel. Thank you for having me. Of course. So obviously that was my version of explaining and introducing you, but I would love to hear it in your words. Please introduce yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory? Yes. Um, my full name is Rebecca Alvarez Story. I do use she, her pronouns. So I am a sexologist, which I know is not traditional, but kind of cool nowadays, and a product developer. I also have a sex column that reaches millions of people, and that's fun for my education loving self, but I grew up in the Bay Area. I'm first generation everything, I like to say, and definitely grew up with like great models and stories of love, but definitely not sex education. Even in um, school, I had abstinence only education. So I was always very, very drawn to like, what are they not telling me? Um, right. And then personally, I, I feel like I was already kind of apprehensive about intimacy and it got even worse in college I actually was sexually assaulted and oh, wow. it changed my life because it kind of catapulted me in a completely different direction. I um, transferred to UC Berkeley. I ended up studying every single sexual wellness class, honestly, for myself. It was very healing. But what it did is it kind mm -hmm. of like uncovered this, this world for me of this education could be life-changing if I could get it to the masses. Mm -hmm. and so for me, I just dove deep into the space. I got a master's in sexology. I, in the Bay Area, it's like a startup mecca here, right? So for a long time, I was working as a sexologist, doing consulting for other startups and developing products with them. And I was also doing coaching. So a lot of like one-on-one, um, -on -one, a lot with couples. I just, I feel like I have millions of stories at this point of people's experiences of pleasure, positive, negative, all of the above. And it really was the inspiration to start Bloomy and make sure that it was super intentional and like what I wanted to see in the world. Well, Rebecca, I'm deeply moved by that perspective. Obviously, like um, what I hear is a couple of things or what I heard were a couple of things around how do you turn a traumatic experience into something positive? And it sounds like with through that, what resulted in Bloomy is just it's this road of discovery and, and, and really understanding and reclaiming your power back, right? Like really taking it back and also not only helping yourself, but also helping others. And now with the masses, right? Bloomy being in Target, one of the largest uh, retailers in the world, at least the United States of America, but the world too. Um, so I'm just like so inspired to know that, you know, I think with entrepreneurs, a lot of people don't realize that we come from, we more often than not have had some kind of experience that was not favorable, but 
we had the drive, the tenacity, and the desire to turn it into something positive to, you know, make the world a better place. But that being said, please tell us more behind the meaning uh, behind Bloomy. Um, I think the name is so cute. So <laughs> just so like, I don't know, Gen Z and straight to the point. So what does Bloomy mean to you and how did it come to be? Okay, so Bloomy is a sexologist-led intimacy company. And what the, the meaning of the name, it's really just a play on the word bloom. So to bloom, and we wanted it to be like short and playful, so kind of light. I really want the company to have kind of like this light energy where it's not too serious and people can really um, enjoy the education, enjoy the products, have fun with it. Um, also, I've noticed that the double O in the name Reminds people of body parts, which is kind of fun. Right. <laughs> but we have, yeah, we have everything you're thinking we have, but in a really tasteful, easy to use, inclusive way. So we have toys made with medical grade silicone. We have arousal skews, washes, lotions, lubricants, all organic ingredients, and really like play up any kind of botanical aphrodisiac when it makes sense in the product. Mm. I really want to that word. I included, especially Damiana, which is a flower that I've grown up around. Um, it's an aphrodisiac that originates in Mexico in the Caribbean, and that's infused in a lot of our arousal skews. I love that, that there's an aphrodisiac component to really auto-sensory, really, obviously using, you know, clean ingredients, but also, you know, things that are natural, I would imagine, to the planet that kind of heightens our sexual pleasure. Yes. So obviously, this being said, Bloomy has a high clean standard when it comes to products and formulas. Tell us about that. Like, what what is the opportunity and the commitment for it to be clean? Yes. Okay. When I was, you know, working in the industry, working with a lot of brands, what I realized is that unfortunately in the United States, intimacy and the intimacy products that are sold on shelves are highly unregulated. So what does that mean? It means that there's a lot of fragrances, um, harsh preservatives, dyes, even something as simple as glycerin should not be in your intimacy products. And so the industry is saturated with these kind of like cheaper ingredients, so to speak, that aren't good for our body or have parabens, things like that. And what I wanted to do is make sure that I not only developed products that avoided all those things, but brought benefit to the skin in that area or brought benefit internally. And so all of our products pass what we call our clean standard. I created Ooh. that with a team of experts before we launched the company. Um, we wanted to vet products in the industry, really understand what was happening in the ecosystem. And I can tell you they are by far the cleanest, healthiest products in our planogram. Planogram is a word in retail. It's basically our section of Target. We're really proud of it. Um, like, for example, the toys are made with medical grade silicone. Medical grade mm. silicone is used internally in your body. And so it's super, super safe. We don't say anything like, you know, made with safe materials. We tell you what it is right. and all that it is. And then with the liquids, we wanted to make sure there was no glycerin, none of the ingredients I talked about, and had like moisturizers, the right type of moisturizers. Um, so we intentionally made all of those. And one thing that I'll say too that surprised me in, you know, those 10 years that I was researching ingredients and products is that for especially cis women, cis women who are Latina mm. and Black, we are more susceptible to infections because our pH mm. is different. So vaginally, we all have a pH level. 
Ours is actually higher naturally. We have different like strains of lactobacilli. So that means Mm. that if you're using products that have like glycerin or have like the wrong pH level, you can get an infection more easily. We are more prone to STIs. Like there's just a lot Mm. that we're sensitive. We're more sensitive than other women. And so for me, I was like, Mm. oh, we got to make sure we have healthy products, especially for community, right? And I love that, that you say that, you know, this idea around, it sounds like obviously as a sexologist, you've done, spent a lot of time in maybe research or kind of like the academic side of really understanding, making sure that you're creating a product that actually solves a real problem, right? I feel like it's definitely bloomly solving a problem, but also with the community in mind, because I didn't know that maybe it's genetically like we have, from what you're telling me, higher pH, or there's different genetic reasons why, um, Our vaginal health is probably needs different types of treatment and care. So I'm just so grateful. And I want to give you your flowers in this instance for like really thinking about the community first. Obviously, Bloomy to me is a brand for any woman or any anyone who's really interested in um, increasing their sexual experience. But I love this wellness component. I think it's it's probably like the golden standard of making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and each other. Um, that being said, you mentioned Target, obviously no easy feat. Um, you're leading retailer at the moment. Um, so as a first generation American entrepreneur and the first Latina to launch a sexual wellness brand at Target, what other firsts have you accomplished? We can either address the first two, which are already massive accomplishments on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the first generation immigrant experience is an entire topic that maybe one day we'll cover in a room full of other women someday. But if you want to you know, kind of highlight those two that I just, I think are incredible and any other first that you want to share? I feel like being first generation Latina here, um, I was the first in my family to graduate college. And when I graduated mm. from Cal, I walked the stage with my parents. Like that's how Beautiful. meaningful that was for me. And it was the Latino graduation that I chose to be in. And we had, you know, the mariachi, we did the salsa, like, <laughs> a party, a celebration. It's like a family experience. And I think that's mm-hmm. what culturally a lot of us relate to. When one of us accomplishes something, it feels like the family who supported you to get there is also accomplishing it. So Mm -hmm. Target, when we launched in Target, um, I brought my family and we did launch day with the family. So we went, we recorded it. It was like, you know, we were crying when we were watching all the, all the products on the shelf. It was, it was interesting because here is a Latino family, you know, mom, dad, Mm -hmm. brother, friend, kids came and we're talking about intimacy products, but that's kind of the beauty of it. I feel like Bloomy and I am trying to do, it's like normalize these products and their wellness products, their family products. And of course, we don't want kids to necessarily be drawn to sex toys, but it's right. like, you know, here are products that the family worked really hard to support me in, in celebrating that. Right. So that was right. a beautiful moment. And I think, you know, Target as a retailer, yes, I, I am fully aware how iconic it is and like being full chain, what that means. I'll say this, like, I think Target has been a blessing of lessons and Mm -hmm. there's like, we're competing. We're literally next to a multi-billion dollar brand. And I realize, but when we compare notes, right? Like the resources, the team, the background, the network, I can't compete with that. But what I do have is I have community. So Mm -hmm. my founder friends, my 
my friends who are, you know, like we all have influencer friends at this point, but it's just like all of us that can yes. have impact. <laughs> that's, been, that's been like my growth organic strategy. And yes, I try to tap into a lot of the other stuff, but for me, Target is like a stepping, tone, stepping stone to something much bigger. Yes. And I agree, you know, for Luna Magic, we're in, the, in a similar, you know, we're competing against these behemoths, but the reality is, the way that I think about it, seeing Luna Magic and Bloomy is we're a brand of the future. We're building this company with the community as part of that process, which I think is insanely inspiring. But also we're founders, like we're real life people. We're not celebrities. We're we're not incentivized in any way, aside from a mission-driven impact that we want to have in our communities and developing and creating products with women like us in mind. Not to say, you know, this is probably like where when I was talking to Sandra Velasquez from Nopalera, you know, the challenge is making sure that just because we're Latina founded, it doesn't mean that we're only for Latinos, right? It's more like it just so happens that we're Latin, Afro-Latinas, however you choose to identify yourself, but we're just including our community in that conversation Um, because I just think it's important to kind of like state that. And, you know, also like our brands we we will over index in Latinas. We Correct. Will over-index Correct. In Afro Latinas, and that is an asset to these Correct. retailers partnerships. Like, and it's because we relate. So we bring uh, not necessarily like a new customer, but we bring a new type of loyalty. Like, Correct loyalty. Community. We bring a different cultural story. Right. We're actually going deeper into what it, the nuances and the diversity that are within our diaspora. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we have the shared language of Espanol, but even in those, in these two differences of being Latinas, you know, we can go on for days on the different swirls that, that come from that, from food textures. So I just think it's an exciting time to you say, like, as you said, we're going to over-index and I'm okay with that, but it's really about sharing that cultural story and getting deeper, yeah. right? So that we can get that connection with our customers. That's what everybody's looking for these days from brands, connection. A hundred percent. And one one little thing that I think makes a lot of our products really special is if you look at the Bloomy brand, it's bilingual. It's English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I think I can say this now. We are piloting um, a boutique in Mexico because I really want to America one okay. day. I'm manifesting this, but it's like, you know, that's, it's my culture. Like, Mm-hmm. bilingual makes sense and it's not bilingual in French I'm not knocking French I think that there's a time and place for bilingualism but for me bilingual like Spanish like it's yeah. the most popular I mean it's here. like exactly like Luna Magic también Luna is moon yeah. in Spanish and magic yeah. English I, that's, I think that's part of actually the beautiful story of us being first English. generation <laughs> yeah English yep awesome so that being said, where do you find inspiration when it comes to creating and launching your products? You hinted towards your culture. You hinted towards, you know, you're obviously academically trained. Like, where do you look for outside of the obvious to kind of you know, bring, you know, creativity? I get the best ideas when I slow down and reflect because that's mm. when I think all of these different data points in my mind kind of come together mm. in ideas. So like mm. the Damiana flower, for example, I had like, I don't know. 10 different reference points of that flower before I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not looking into this more? Like my parents Mm -hmm. used to have it in their cocktails when we would go on vacation in Mexico. And then it was like, oh, I studied it in school and like, oh, nobody's using it. But all of these things kind of come together when I slowed down. And I would also Mm -hmm. say a big source of inspiration has been 
our Bloomy community when we ask them mm. questions or when I open up sexology coaching. I don't do it often, but when I do it, it's almost Ooh. like this very magical wave of trends. Like every mm. year there's slightly different, but it's really, it's really nice to hear that what we're developing aligns with what people need. And I think, like you said, like the added value is that, that you're building this brand with community in mind, which I think is the superpower secret sauce that no big behemoth can do. Obviously they do, you know, focus groups and all these things, but their biggest challenge is they have an established culture. No, I agree. I think there's definitely like secret sauce stuff that if you tap into all these Latina founders or like just people of color founders, like we're just doing it differently. We're built different. We have a different chip on our shoulder. Like we're just different. We are different. And I think that's where the magic is. So to wrap up, if you could give your 20 year old self any advice, what would it be? So many things. We were talking about this. I want to go back and give myself a hug and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to build beautiful things. I would say um, the 20 year olds, I would say like, it sounds cliche, but just if you are afraid, but you feel the the instinct to do something or create something, Mm -hmm. create Mm -hmm. it. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like, 100%, but just start the things that you love because that's probably what's going to like grow the biggest and like the passion that you're going to have like for decades to come. I think I was very interested in creating something and it took me a long time. It's, it's Mm -hmm. intentional, but I would just want to like say, just start it, just try the thing that you're interested in, take the class, take the trip, start the company, do the thing. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was talking to another entrepreneur who just kind of like started her business, sends me a screenshot. She goes, I am so nervous. Kind of similar to what you said. I said, well, you got to get comfortable with it. If you're nervous, that means you're actually on the right path. You just have to wrestle with that emotion because it never really goes away. I mean, even to this day, I bet you were nervous creating the products. You were probably nervous launching a target. Now we're now the anxiety that we have is a different type of staying in target. Right. And then marketing the company and all the competing priorities. So I love what you said, simply put, is give yourself a hug. I just gave myself a hug. <laughs> sometimes we forget that we're also, yeah, we're entrepreneurs, but, you know, we have heart and, and we're human beings. And we sometimes, you know, sometimes being a boss, no one is like wondering if the boss is okay. I had to learn that. Oh, but me too. No one. No I've one learned to give asking. myself my own flowers until people recognize that I also want flowers too. I know. <laughs> you know? I like the connections we have with each other or like with sometimes executive coaches or whatever you can do, therapist, mm-hmm. whatever you have, like being a founder is tough. It is. It is lonely. Yeah. It is tough, but it's also like very exciting. And very rewarding. Bueno, Rebecca, this obviously was a fireside, quick uh, podcast interview, but I'm so grateful for your time and your energy. Um, everyone, you can find Bloomy available on bloomy.com, Target uh, stores nationwide. Thank you, Rebecca, hermana, Stanford, thank bestie, um, but also entrepreneurial uh, CEO circle. So thank you for lending your time and your talents. And we can't wait to see the expansion that I know Bloomy, Bloomy will have in years to come. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Bye.